0: Welcome to The Intersection of Black Culture and Horticulture with your girl, Kola B. Talkin'. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. You have arrived at The Intersection of Black Culture and Horticulture with your girl, Kola B. Talkin', hostess with the mostess of Black in the Garden. Previously, on black in the garden
1: I figure out how to to balance my budget, um, making sure I pay my bills on time, of course, but also um, yeah making sure my place was was super green. I killed like most of those plants though to be honest. Um,
0: that was, was my next cool. question <laughs> So they are currently resting in your your eternal plant graveyard
2: absolutely um, It's cool. Of-
0: we go see them at the crossroads. It is all good. How is everyone? I hope that you're well, because, you know, that's like my ongoing hope. However, I understand that everybody's not well, Um, because, you know, depending on what time of day you ask, the answer is going to be different because human. And um, here, your girl, your hostess with the most is Cola B talking. And I'm feeling pretty chill right now. I'm very excited, by the way, but I'm going to get to that part. But I'm just like, hmm, I know there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, there's a lot going on in the news. I mean, it's the news. They they never stop. I mean, obviously, there's way too many humans in this world for there to not ever, like, not be news. <laughs> That's just science. So um, there's so many sources for that, though. Sometimes I'm just saying that because I'm like, yo, check those sources. I am most of the time not going to be your most reliable source for up to date, whatever on things I'm doing good to keep up with the, uh, garden and plant and horticulturally and black related things. And that's all in my niche, but Hey, like I said, I'm doing my best. Um, somehow managed to pull off about 11 episodes of a podcast during a whole pandemic. So I'm patting myself on the back. Did y'all hear that? That was the pat. It was a hard pat, but I earned it. So yeah, here we are at episode 11. So as we've gotten this train in motion, as we've got this ship going along, whatever you want to call it, it has become a lot clearer to me as to how it is going to go. And also as to where it's been and where it currently is So where we are now is I'm very happy to have A very clear understanding About how We're here for storytelling We are here to highlight highlight The voices of the Black plant keepers Of the world I'm very excited oh, The world, y'all like The world That's the whole globe <laughs> So this What an honor. So I'm excited about it. And I'm also excited about seeing what content is to come from other uh, podcasters who are going to get into similar territory because there's so many things for us to talk about. So many stories, so many people, so many experiences, so many plants. So many plants, y'all. Just like all the plants from Africa. I'm just... I'm trying to encourage somebody, okay? Email me at blackinthegarden at gmail.com if you want to kind of get a little sesh going on to kind of discuss what all the possibilities might be, because I do not mind sharing information to help you make it whatever it is that you want it to be. So that's kind of like my PSA, but I'm saying all that to say that I am happy to know that Black in the Garden is where we come to to. If nothing else, we're going to get a good story or a good conversation that is revolving around some form of plant keeping, period. And you are welcome. So that's what's happening currently. But I'm already excited about what we'll be bringing for season three. It's coming. Um, we're going to be bringing season three in here <sighs> At the end of August or early September, we'll figure that out. Don't hold me to nothing I just said, as far as any time, because we are in a very much uncertain type of time, Um, and also humans, once again, remember that. So we'll be doing our best, but just know that there will be a lot of my energy going towards that, and I am very, very, very much looking forward to what I will be bringing to you for upcoming seasons. So I hope that everything is going well in your gardens. No matter uh, what you're looking like out there, I hope that (laughs) everything is going well. I understand that this is a pretty intense time. Um, Heat-wise, it's intense. And um, I hope that you know, you're, if you, maybe you're listening to this and you're taking a little break and you got a little something to drinky drink or you're cooling off, you're getting, you're in the shade. I just hope that you're comfortable wherever you are. And I hope that, you know, the crops aren't suffering too bad from the heat, uh, for the houseplant enthusiasts that know better than to be out here in this heat. Shout out to you. Okay. And I hope that all your foliage is fly and foliar i don't know if that's even a word but it probably is and i'm probably also using it wrong forgive me but we got more to talk about now on to the stories this is going to be a longer episode and it had to be a longer episode because there's way more guests than ever before this is unprecedented this is very exciting and brilliant and dope and it just came together because something went down and i was just like nah y'all y'all need to get it out let's 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 get together let's sort it out and we'll get it out and and it happened and i am very pleased uh who where do i begin cuz i really do want to go ahead and get into this exhaustively i'm like i'm ready for y'all to hear this this is more than an interview this is a conversation. This is a a gathering of, this is a, it's a space. All right. And, uh, you are privileged to enter the space because really it's black women talking and venting. And, you know, historically we just have not had spaces to do this publicly. So it's important for me, not just as a storyteller, but just as a person in general, especially when it comes to My sisters, I have a bias towards Black women because I'm one. It's, you know, bias happens. You get it. But because I care so deeply for us and I understand what we could be up against or what we are up against, I just understand the plight, you know? And so for that reason, it is extremely important for me to hold space for my sisters in any at any opportunity that presents itself. So let me tell y'all a little bit about the guests that we have. You already have been introduced to Monai. Monet. Monet, why let me explain. When I see the AI, it just my brain clicks into the eye. But I know it's Monet. So I get it. Brie and Mariah are joining us on this in this conversation and perhaps some of you are not familiar with them and it's okay we'll catch you up so let's start with Mariah Mariah is a plant stylist and a plant entrepreneur as i like to call it in the great state of New York in the city of New York you know they named it twice or whatever and she is out here being her most authentic self and making sure that she is very intentional about decolonizing her mind as we will talk about more in the interview coming up. And she's just, I just think of words like unfiltered and And I mean that in in the most endearing way because unfiltered people are my faves. Who I love me some unfiltered people because you pretty much know what you're getting with them. They say what they mean, you know? Um, And also not just unfiltered, but just I guess along with unfiltered is very truthful and very much earnest about her desire to live in truth and to speak truth and speak truth to life. And this is all, you know, just her as a person is what I've gathered in what I've come to know of her, who I've come to know of her. You get what I'm trying to say. My grammar is not always super duper great, but you understand the sentiment, which is I admire Mariah. She is incredible. And Speaking of admiring, I also admire Brie, who is like, dang, how do I? She's also a plant stylist. She, what's she be doing? Because I'm not reading this off of a script. I'm just, I'm like speaking from the heart. And, okay, this is what I was trying to, this is how I was going to explain it. This is what it is. When I first started my journey towards entrepreneurship, she was, starting around the same time. And I just saw how she was just so excited about doing what she was doing and getting to have these really interesting and creative and kind of unprecedented opportunities to be involved with plants professionally, you know, doing things like set design and having a plant studio and doing installations and, you know... Just really getting very much, getting to do parties and like, and I say getting to because it's like, if you got to go to work at a job that you hate, you got to (laughs) go. But if you're going to work to do something that is meaningful to you, you get to go. So I love that she definitely embodies the concept of I get to do X, Y, and Z. And once again, there's the theme being her most authentic self. So I had to take a pause to honor that description of them and honor my perception of them. Uh, Because when we came into the interview, I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. All of us are in here and we're talking about stuff. (laughs) And then there were, it was, Somewhat controversial in the fact that there is a very large uh, plant retailer that was called out, but it's, it's just the way that it happened. I've been seeing all kinds of stories and hearing about how brands are being performative or doing whatever it is that corporations do. Child, they ain't doing nothing new. But I've been seeing a lot about and reading a lot and understanding that. Not everybody's getting it right, but when it comes to the concept of someone wanting to truly be an ally, whether it be a corporation or a non-black person who is wanting to contribute positively to the liberation of black people, listen, you're gonna have to learn from those stumbles and, and. If you get corrected on some things, I mean, at least you got corrected. Like if you get corrected, doesn't that mean that you got the right answer? It's like when you used to, when we used to be in school and we would have the test and like, what a difference it makes when you get the test back and you see, okay, I got that one wrong. I picked C when it was D and D is actually that, you know what I mean? So now we know what it actually is instead of just knowing that we got it wrong. You see the connection there? I'm just saying like people can do better if they really are earnest about seeing what it was that was wrong and getting the right answer, the right answer, get that test paper back and be like, oh, okay, let me learn it right. And so that way you just write, you know, be on the right side of things rather than, not knowing the real answer to things. So listen, yeah, listen, we are going to go ahead and just get into the definition of misogynoir because that's kind of a theme for what's happening among black women in general, uh, which is a unique type of misogyny that's directed towards black women in which anti-blackness and gender biases are both at play and you know it's it's tricky when you're straddling uh to kind of like minority groups that are both considered to you know not be so strong or or so worth protecting um it's there's a lot more to unpack with that but we can accomplish that with this conversation that you're about to listen to. And I just really appreciate uh, the way that these women have built community with plants and also contributed positively to their community by being their, their most authentic self. And that is a good enough example. And when I say good enough, I don't mean like just basically passing. I mean that, should be all that it takes for us to see each other authentically. You get what I'm saying? Seeing each other authentically should be what is inspiring us to live our most authentic life. You see how that goes? It comes around. See, it's connected. I've been trying to connect things. And I'm glad that we get to do this together. We get to go on this journey together. We get to... Enjoy this conversation together. Please do not call these women plant influencers. They, they not with that life. And we're going to get into all of that. And the interview is just a little bit long. So we're going to take a break in the middle for a little cocoa and see. That's my jam. That's my boo. And yeah, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning into Black in the Garden. Get into this. Thank you for joining us for part two of this conversation that started with Monet, the uh, plant mom, Amsterdam, if you will. Uh, but there was some shit that was popping off um, around the time when we initially interviewed, and it it just made me recognize that there is a conversation that needs to occur openly and and frankly among black women in this space um plant mom amsterdam why am i saying plant mom amsterdam Monet, girl like what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) it's all good (laughs) right welcome mariah welcome brie welcome to black in the garden uh actually i got ahead of myself Because I was saying, we need to have a conversation, right? But then I already told y'all who was here with us. So today on Black in the Garden, y'all bear with me because I'm like excited. For
2: your craft, do it.
0: I'm nervous. I'm like, legends are right in front of my face. I'm just like, girl, calm down. Take a shot. A of water. Come on. Come on. Right, right. So here. So we have Monet coming back for part two. That is a very special part, two of a conversation because we just went ahead and added two other people to the mix. We got Mariah Green, who you may know as Greenpeace. You've been seeing her all over the place. Check her resume. She's official. She's legit. Also legit, Miss Bree Saint. All right. What's up? She's with us. She is intentionally hydrated because, you know, she got that raspy voice. Y'all, y'all are going to enjoy this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and get into everything thank y'all for joining me thank you how y'all doing i'm doing well um it's uh, about
1: 7 30 7 45 here in amsterdam the sun is still out so i'll just be up until it goes down um but yeah how are you guys doing (laughs) that's pretty much how i am at this point it's like my work day is over and now i'm just here in daylight
0: Yeah. You know, y'all got that weird kind of sometimes the sun is up for a very long time. I don't know nothing about that life. But look, we... Okay. Let us continue our conversation with you, Monet. We left off when you had got to Amsterdam and you were getting started with, you know, acclimating yourself to the scene and sorting out how you were going to like it was right before you started telling me about your workshops, because I'm particularly interested, especially considering having Mariah and Bree with us who are also familiar with that. Uh, tell us what that's like for you and Mariah and Bree, feel free to just chime in whenever I'll kind of moderate, but we're going to just let it flow as naturally as possible, because this is a whole different format for interviews like this is real deep. So, yes, Monet, uh, tell us about how you got started with workshops.
1: Um, So, I actually got started with workshops uh, not intentionally. I didn't really want to do it or didn't really plan to do it. I had kind of wanted to build um, a company here that's focused on design and maintenance of interior plants um, but I had a mentor who um is the founder and owner of the place I actually started giving workshops. I was interning at the time, kind of just like meandering through life trying to figure out like what this business is gonna be. Um and I had told him what my plans were. He was like, Sounds great, uh, but no one knows you. No one knows who you are. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> the <that. laughs> like you can be as 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 like Fantastic, or as great as you want to be, but it's really important that people see your face and and understand, you know, your passion and your stories and all of these things. So uh, we were at a meeting one day uh, talking about um, some kind of like internal plant thing that was going on, and um, the uh, it's an art institution, um, and he was just like, oh yeah, and he's a very like forward guy. He's he's very Dutch, as they as they like. Mm. like Um, They're very straightforward people. And in the meeting, he said, oh, yeah, and uh, Monet is going to give workshops. And I was like, You talking about me? (laughs) Like, excuse me? Um, And, yeah, and so from there, it kind of, like, took off. Um, We we gave our first workshop, Repotting 101. um, And I really enjoyed it. And I also just, like, really got to understand like how something as simple as giving someone a fraction of information can create this kind of like not not necessarily like following but people just want to support you because of that they're very grateful and they're very appreciative of like the the information they have um and I love that. yeah it's really it's like i'm sure like brie and mariah you guys understand like people will come up to you like you really changed my life, like, wow, thank you, like, you know, it's so, it's so crazy, um, and it's, it's, it's beautiful, actually, like, the way that that community can be built in that, in that uh, kind of um setting, so, yeah, so then it went from, like, one workshop to another, and then I think it was just, like, all, like, this kind of common timing that a lot of, not only um people in the plant industry but also just like stores and 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 people like us you know entrepreneurs like I saw this opportunity like it was just at this point and changing point between like 2018 and 2019 where Instagram got crazy and people just started collecting plants it just like took off like a rocket um and and yeah so so it it just kind of happened essentially um just continuing to do the workshops and then I saw, of course, okay, this can like kind of pay for things. So hey. going, Hello! Um, huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep pushing, you know, so I started reaching out to venues and I wanted to uh, get to know this person and that person. I, and, you know, I was pushing at mostly, I was actually pushing at plant shops. But here, because it's a little bit different out here with, with the, the language and sometimes just the culture. It has nothing to do with the language in Amsterdam. Um, mm. But more so, like, pushing for these venues and these event places to kind of have this, like, workshop kind of culture. So I think, like, the whole um, workshop thing where I got started was just, like, a real, like, divine timing. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I love what you just said about how they were not really doing workshops. And it's like you came in there. And I know y'all don't, I know none of y'all likes the term so much, plant But you literally came in and you did that. You, you influence, it's fine. We won't use plant-fluence because Mariah is sticking her finger in her mouth like, ah, gagging. It's fine. It's all pay good. Me first. Pay me first. <laughs> you can call me whatever well, you want to pay me. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave with that. Right. So you went in there and this is what happens with Black women a lot. And I just want to park on... I want to park on this what I'm about to say about how black women influence culture, Mm -hmm. the culture of the world. All right. Um, One of the things that I just want to point out first, because this is one of the most obvious things to me, I just remember growing up uh, not directly in the hood, but definitely adjacent to the hood, and going to school with and seeing the elders and the aunties and stuff with the nails. The nails, really? the, the
1: nail thing? Probably the most annoying thing right now. These girls, they used to call us ghetto. Ghetto. Pop culture. Like, can you talk about Lil' Kim was the first person to put those, those $50 bills in her fingernails?
0: <sighs> Sweet Jesus.
1: Anyway, so, so I need to
2: cut you off. Apparently all, everyone's laying edges now, too. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: edges?
2: Edges. Of everyone wears Jordans now. Hairs.
1: <laughs> the baby hairs is down everybody everyone 's in a street wear what would you say bree
3: everyone's in a streetwear now mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> so you know what we what what it's meant when when street or urban is used um especially when it comes to yeah. white corporations and things of that nature and so uh let's see as far as influencing the culture we we definitely can see like that 's just one example with the nails. Mariah, you mentioned the baby hairs, Brie, you mentioned streetwear, like we are definitely influencing culture. And I appreciate y'all so much. Like Mariah, you're out here doing your plant styling, you're you're being represented in these um, very significant ways by being recognized by publications and like Vogue and stuff like that. And I know you're still reeling like, yo, are y'all really talking about me? Oh my God. And Brie, like, same with you. Y'all were just in the LA Times. You know what I'm saying? It's like recognition is is definitely being given. Um, But the wrong, not necessarily the wrong kind of recognition, but I do kind of want to just, like, get straight into what I was referring to about, like, the fallout. I think that's what I called it at the beginning with um, something that recently happened with... uh, Plant company, I'm not gonna say the name, y'all can say it or whatever. But the cell y'all got <laughs> jacked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so plant school. Let me let me just rewind a little bit. So Mariah and Bree hosted Plant School. What was that about? Two or three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all did an amazing thing. Shout out to you. Uh y'all just came together. I'm assuming y'all can clarify this in a moment. Y'all came together. Y'all had a concept. You had to do a lot of groundwork, legwork. You had to call a lot of people, Mm -hmm. figure out how everything was going to go. You got proceeds to donate to an organization to, you know, continue with the fight for black equality altogether. So can you tell us a little bit, Mariah or Bree, whichever wants to tell us how you, started with plant school and you know just give us a little bit of the rundown on how plant school came to be and and things of that nature.
2: Bree why don't you take it because you you approached me with the grand idea and we just took off running.
3: Yeah Mariah and I had talk all the time anyway so I was just like look you're trying to do a um, class and donate all the proceeds. <laughs> Boom.
2: Uh, yeah it was that simple like all right that when.
3: <laughs> yeah like it's it wasn't okay. I'm my planning I'm very like you're trying to do this same answer yes now so
2: and it drives me insane like what are the logistics brie who do we i'm
3: like this is what we're about to do but
1: we're going to do it next week and it's going to be great or...
3: but same <laughs> though it. that's how this
0: whole thing came to be it was just we me and Monet. So
1: well we work
2: together so well
0: yeah when you work together well it it don't even really feel like work it's just like you it's like you called your homegirl i was like girl you know we actually could raise some money Cause we real bomb at plants and stuff and people do be checking for us. So I well, so I just described it. That's what happened. That's literally- and it's like, also I wanted
3: to, um, cause I know right now is a great time to, everyone's like in this donation v- mode. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, cause I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, Brianna, what can I do? What can I realistically do? Am I going to go out there and protest every day? Probably not. Am mm-hmm. I going to, you know, like I was just thinking, if you real, all right, what, am I, what can I do um, to help what's going on right now with, what I'm, with the tools that I already have? So what's Absolutely. something I'm already doing? Okay, I'm already teaching classes. All right, so why don't we have two people come together and do it? You know what I mean? That Yeah. You know, it was pretty simple to me. Um, and then, you know, we definitely didn't think we were gonna raise that amount of money, but it was great, I mean, it was awesome.
0: Y'all did that. And like I love the way that you just described it. I know it didn't seem like it was much to you, but this was naturally and organically how you intentionally decided to use your voice, use your platform, use your whole situation to be an activist. Um, You said that you wasn't trying to go out to the protests every day. That's relatable for Many of us, you know, shout out to those who are going out to the protest, we definitely need that. However, I've been saying this either on my show or wherever I've been speaking publicly, that there are ways that you can be an activist. If you don't like calling it that, we don't have to put a name on it, but there are ways that you can positively affect change. There are ways that you can contribute to the liberation of all of us, which is the liberation of black people is particularly important to the liberation of all of us because we understand that if one of us ain't free then none of us are free black women stop playing with us
1: black stop women playing and, with and, us. And, and you know in gardening and hold a culture you know the, the things that we love so much yeah i'm sick of it i am sick of it and then we're being praised because we're black for doing it not because we're amazing and it's
0: frustrating oh come on now
3: Oh, right. can we get into that? Because I feel like also, like, it's easier, um, and this was my issue, particularly with the seal, with what they're, when they posted me on their page, of course, you didn't want to say what I actually do, because hmm. that might compete with you, so you'd rather say, I'm a plant influencer, mm-hmm. no, 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 that has nothing to do with anything, Mhm. That's disrespect. That's
0: disrespectful. They need to put some respect on your name.
3: They need to put some respect on my name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because it's like, because if you were to say, oh, Brie does plant styling um, and she she teaches classes, that means that maybe those people might come to my class and not your class. So you just rather say, look at this black girl. She poses with plants. That's what you're saying. That's not what the fuck I'm doing. Honestly, I don't ever have to put another... it's, I, don't, I could delete my Instagram. You know what I mean? And I would still be doing the same thing. Amen. Okay. And it, I just felt, felt like it was disrespectful because like literally the day they posted that, I paid my studio rent. And I'm like, I have overhead. Right. And you're calling me a plant influencer.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, snap.
1: Absolutely. And, the, and that's the thing. It's like, if it's going to be... A, if, I think what they did was just so sloppy. You know, you could have uplifted Black businesses that were non-compete. No one would have been mad no and one even if
2: they were compete also, yeah even if they weren't
1: right, you know, all, right. All, all right it's like we're compete competing with your business so in, instead of like actually recognizing black plant businesses you just got like like said, you just got a whole bunch of black people who do something around plants posing with plants and i'm just like hold on a couple of months ago, y'all definitely posted, reposted the 13-foot Strelitzia that I've bust my ass to get into somebody's house, and now you have the nerve to call me an influencer? You know no. what you're doing. Everything they've ever done was completely intentional. We've had conversations before. Can I post this? When you, when you reached out to me again, scroll back up. You remember who I am.
3: Yeah, and they definitely. Not, like, it's a mess. I called them out on a few things, because when I had had that conversation with them, it, it bothered me because part of me i have to and this is just i'm just being honest i have to decolonize my own mind Come so on. like and one thing i've been actively trying to do is to stop giving a fuck about white recognition that's it oh so at one point yeah i'm like oh my god this is the
0: seal but now i'm like the fuck no this is somebody who got me fucked up more specifically so and in case y'all hadn't kind of figured out by now you know we are talking to a very uh a very a a group of women that are very much like going throw some f-bombs and things out there so this is probably going to be as far as language goes the most explicit but y'all it's a safe space say whatever the hell you want because i'm already started as well y'all know my background I,
1: I, I don't care i mean i did the work i went to school i could say whatever the fuck i want you know to what i mean? here we are
0: <laughs> here we are also <laughs> but the part, that's part of the theme though which is us <laughs> us as black women and being having to be hyper aware of how we are represented you know what i mean There's definitely been times for me, myself, when I'm speaking, you know, maybe using language that is particularly proper or whatever, just in the the interest of trying to make sure that whenever I do throw some F-bombs out there or whenever I am, you know, kind of code switching or whatever, that it's, you know, it's, I don't know how to put it, but I think y'all understand what I'm saying. It's like, I'm trying to make sure that it is understood that... I am not just whatever your expectations, stereotypically of me is. And so, oh wow, there's so much to unpack here. There's so much to unpack. Can I actually, cause I feel
3: like Mariah and I were talking about this the other day. I'm like, I I know how to be professional, but my whole thing is that I wanna live a life where I'm happy in what I'm doing and I'm comfortable with, with what I'm doing. And so like my, the way that I talk, is the same in almost every setting that I'm in because I'm Mm. not about to be like I'm not one of those code switching people I'm going to talk the way I talk all the time yeah in a professional email I'll be like yeah that's fine because that's how I talk and if you want me in this space because I'm already valid to me to myself I'm valid so if I speak a certain way and you think I'm not valid then that's not a space for me professionalism is rooted in white supremacy anyway Mm-hmm. and so I'm that not is- holding any of those that has nothing to do with me that has nothing to do with my abilities that has nothing to do with my knowledge and that has nothing to do with the positivity that I bring to my space mm-hmm. so that professionalism thing and I just had to let go of like being so aware of how I'm perceived I said what I said you know what I meant like take it how you want take it yeah. how you want to take it <laughs> the people that, was that-
2: the conversation we needed to have breathe because I I very much growing up and like anyone, any of our parents, grandparents, whatever, code switching was very much validated in the household that I grew up in. And so going to George Washington University, hanging out with my friends and then going to class, I, I I really think that I should have dual language learner on my resume because code switching is very much something that I have mastered. I, and in some ways I would say that I, I find some safety in this dual identity knowing that I can move between those spaces. Mm. But as a black woman, I have had to come to the conclusion that I'm doing more of a disservice to those that have either not mastered that or I'm, I'm let's call it a spade a spade, I am uplifting the professionalism which is rooted in white supremacy every time that I do that and every time that I feel the need to do that. And so it's something that I've had to work through and it, it's staying true to myself, but at the same time, it's recognizing that I'm also learning as well. And it's plain as day, Brie. Like, if, if they don't like it, if they don't want to hear it, then fuck them. It's not, we're not meant to work together. It's just not what it is. Especially
3: it's because hard. it's not like we're doing anything that is so, not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, if I'm speaking how I normally speak, it's not like you really can't understand me.
2: Right. Right. You need the choice to not understand or validate me.
3: And also, like, if we're thinking about, like, home and garden, horticulture, farming space, they'll give respect to these Mississippi white people. Yeah. Before, but if I say something that's a little out of pocket, it's a problem.
1: Absolutely. I
0: see what you mean. Yeah, no, we have to, there's so much, (laughs) there's so much that needs to be decolonized. It's so deeply ingrained.
1: Like, definitely ingrained um you were saying like Mariah was saying about like dual language I'm b- kind of literally having to deal with the dual language here in the Netherlands mm-hmm. um I mean it is I hate to work to say the word expat because like expat is also like white supremacy um immigrants mm. um the immigrants doesn't matter where you come from um mo- most of them do speak English um but there is kind of just like this cultural kind of um uh, understanding that I, I try to have, but I'm also not obligated to submit to it, um, but mm. I'll, I'll, I'll notice it and I'll respect it, but you know, if you're coming into my space, if you bought my ticket, if you came to learn from me, you're going to learn from me. You're going to hear my crude jokes. You might hear me say, fuck you. You might hear me say, chill the fuck out. It doesn't matter. As long as you have gotten what you needed to get and you know, I got my compensation take it how you want. You can never return or you could come back because you like the way that I speak. Like it is what it is.
0: Authenticity is really the theme here. Uh, and what it brings up is unfortunately for black women, because really if you don't get nothing else from this whole conversation and listening to this, I just needed to be understood what the the nuance of the plight of the black woman in Professional spaces, which I'm using air quotes when I say that because it's like we just said that there's a lot of decolonization that needs to occur in that space. But being authentic, um, I know that let's go back to your, your reaction to how the SIL kind of hijacked y'all's idea, Brie and Mariah. And you mentioned as I was as we were kind of doing a pre-interview that... Brie, I think it was you that said when you first saw it, you first saw what happened and you kind of second guess, like you second guessed your reaction. Is that what you said? No, that was, that was Mariah. Mariah, right. I'm sorry. So Mariah, you said that you, you were like, basically it's like you saw it and you're like, am I bugging?
2: Am I bugging? And I also, I I physically, like I texted Brie like, hey, am I bugging about this? I needed to know that. I was going to have the support of not only my girl who was in this. And mm. also I feel like as a black woman, I constantly need that validation of if I'm going to hold someone accountable, am I going to be met with support from the community? I, and I, I don't know. I have this fear of being the bitter black woman. I truly do. I really, really do. And there are times where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm, I'm able to say that fuck it, like, I don't really care what they think, I just don't wanna work with them. It sounds good and nice, but when Good Morning America is reaching out to me and they wanna know if I wanna come on, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say, like, I'm not just gonna be like, fuck it, they're not for me. I obviously want those opportunities, but it's such a damn shame what we have to go through and bend our backs to do just to be able to afford these opportunities. It's the Catch-22 and it's unfair, and I feel like at certain times we are constantly having to choose between being our true selves and being able to amplify and have the platforms that we deserve because we're our true selves.
0: That's, oh, that's a lot. Because you said you would, you have to make a decision when it comes to having someone like Good Morning America call you and have you come on. And you're like, yeah, of course, this would be huge for me, especially uh, as far as your bottom line goes in opening up opportunities for you that will make it possible for you to basically create abundance that will allow you to give generously. Like, you know, y'all did the plant school in order to raise funds to that, that both of you were like, yo, can't believe we raised that much to be able to give to, you know, the, the fight for equality and liberation. And once you get your coin stacked in a, in a way where your abundance is popping, you could just write a check. I mean, you can still do the plant school, but you get what I'm saying. It's like creating the abundance that we are able to do when we are amplified on platforms that are, that are big. So, Hmm. I think that there's like a, something to be
3: said, and this is just from the event that I just had with free plants is that I wasn't able to get a sponsor for that. Cause like I said, I thought about it on a Tuesday and I had to the event on a Sunday.
0: That's- Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You saying that there was less than a seven day turnaround for this?
1: Oh, my God. Free, girl,
0: what? She, she, she did that.
1: It looked like
3: you pulled I that. I you had been all.
1: planning it for a minute. I was like, oh, wow. This is cool. Oh.
3: I literally, on Tuesday, on Twitter, was like, if I do a free plants event on, on Friday, I was going to do it on y'all Friday. But I wasn't ready for Friday. So I was like, I'm going to do it on Sunday. Would y'all want to come? And people are like, yeah. So I was <laughs> like, all right, cool. And so I reached out at 3.30 a.m. to all these different plant shops. That I've developed good relationships with in Atlanta and I was like could y'all come um, <laughs> through plants for your girl because um, I got this this Sunday um, and they were like yeah they gave me so many plants and I, the girl who does all my flyers I had her do that shit in one day and right I was like we got like two edits like that's it and you oh. know But my point for that was that um, I didn't get a sponsor for that. I literally put on my Twitter and on my Instagram, I need help with this. And the community support that I got kind of just like drilled into my mind Mm -hmm. that having other people come in is a bonus, but we really have what we need.
0: Yes, we can sustain ourselves.
3: Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah don't you know at the end of the day we have what we need but also they have their job to do but that just taught me like okay obviously for the next one i'm I'm gonna get a sponsor but i was like damn like the community really showed out for that they really donated they really came and brought more plants people donated water like they they came through um
0: and yeah it was hundreds of people there mass yo okay so let's just let's just shout out to that because that was amazing
1: yeah, I mean, the whole thing with, like, the sponsor thing, like, I totally agree, like, definitely, next time you should get a sponsor. But I think when you when you talk about community, you know, the the sponsors should be within our communities. the people mm-hmm. that we should be uh, aspiring to, to, to be around or to, to uh-huh. get, like, not saying get noticed. I hate, I hate saying like, but like to to have this kind of like gratitude or appreciation for their gratitude um, are definitely just the people who've always wanted to to support different initiatives or to, who's always like shown interest. So you know it could be like you know, Poland Springs. You know wanted to reach out and 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 donate water for this. But what if there's a smaller brand that can also do that? What if there's a store who's one of their suppliers and that's one of. That's part of his income. You know, like the thing in, in Amsterdam that I think um, that I really love is the, uh, everyone shops local.
0: It's, wow.
1: It's it's like, it's very normal. Most of the shops, like there are no big box stores. We don't have like big Home Depots or Lowe's or any mm. of these like stores. We have them, but they're nothing in comparison. Um,
0: That's amazing.
1: Well, so, yeah, most people, I still go to the bakery up the street um, people will like shop at the same, uh, plant store for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Turkish markets for fruits and stuff. I think it's just like such, because it's a smaller scale, obviously. Um, but it just goes to show like how much the community can, like you said, sustain itself. It doesn't need these massive corporations to, to come and do, do it for us because we are so strong, um, on our own. If they would, you know, just back up and, and leave us alone a little bit. We, we could be great
0: <laughs> <laughs> hold up let me tell you a little bit about cocoa and seed before we go any further we'll get right back to the interview as soon as I finish telling you that you need to get your nature inspired home and garden products for the plant lover in your life hint hint from cocoa and Seed where the materials are sustainably sourced because Tashana, it's a black woman, it's a black owned business. She cares very deeply about the environment and she wants to make sure that she is doing her part in her business to support sustainability. So shout out to her for that. But listen, listen, okay. If you want to get a cute Monstera mug, you need to go to cocoa and Seed. You can get it personalized. You need to go to the website. You need before you go any further, though, it's important to support the podcast that you use the link that is the affiliate link listed in the show notes so that you can support Tashana of Cocoa and Seed in this amazing product that she offers, such as these rose gold propagation stations and hydroponic uh, indoor windowsill garden kits with like everything that you need all up in there. So you're going to get, you're going to go to the website through the affiliate link, obviously, and you're going to find something that you love. You're going to get a discount 10% off and you will have your very own Coco and seed. And that's all it takes. And now back to the interview. I, I love that you said that the culture there uh, in in the Netherlands is very much shopping local. And I've been thinking a lot about that lately, especially with regard to the concept that occurred to me would be like, you you see big box stores, but I'm thinking like a smaller retail version, like a Dollar General, for example. And I've imagined what would a, a store like that look like if it was completely stocked with all black products, um, which would be amazing. But in order for there to be, like a large-scale, huge kind of franchise situation, that would require a very large-scale production for a business, which means you wouldn't be able to be a small business. But the point that I'm making in order to, you wouldn't be able to be a small business in order to be in that market. You know what I'm saying? Like the big box, because that's really what it is. If somebody's, you know, if you hear about, if you understand how it works behind the scenes and you hear about somebody who has a product and you're like, they're like, we're in target now, then you know, that means you got to put out, put out. But the problem with that, when it comes to our relationship with the earth is that that is part of what is making our relationship and our existence on the planet and climate change and all that, it's making it like less sustainable. So I do have an issue (laughs) with us being, you know, too big, which is why like local Definitely should be the way that we are kind of uh, flowing. But let's get back into, Bree, were you about to say something?
3: I was going to say, it's just like that's sometimes like a double-edged sword because yeah, it's like, it seems like we're trying our best and we already have to do what's accessible to us. And then like so many of these bigger companies, they're not worried about the earth, but then we feel like the is put on us to mm-hmm. be worried about it. You know what I mean? And it's like, people shop at Target, Walmart, these places every day. But like, if I put out a product, I can guarantee you right now, people are going to be like, well, is, is this sustainable?
0: Free? Is that, um... Uh-oh. You uh, uh,
2: have the, to be 10 customer
0: times as
1: great
2: to get the half the recognition.
3: Yeah. And, and the, like, the- I promise you, your Angel Soft, your Purell, your Lysol, your anything, it's not cruelty-free, but from a local brand, that's trying you're like um was this made with real or artificial dye and it's just like i'm just trying my best i'm trying to pay my bills (laughs)
2: great and also can we just talk about that i would absolutely love to shop sustainably and be vegan and make all of those decisions but we're first gonna have the conversation about food deserts we're also gonna have the conversation about you paying me a living wage so that i can afford to buy organic we're going to have those conversations first before you put that Stamp of me being irresponsible and making a decision about what it is I purchase and put in my body.
0: Right. Yeah. So a lot of. I mean, it's
1: a mess. Honestly, all of it is a mess. Here, here, it, there is like a lot more ways. Food is much cheaper here. um You know, I, I complain about the taxes left and right, but I get it. Um, and. Just, I think just like being in this space really helps me like more, have more of appreciation of, of what I have Firstly, right. um, because things are affordable. I can be vegan. I could not be vegan in America. That is not an option. You know, when mm-hmm. you're, when I was working my ass off and, you know, living in New York, trying to pay my rent, try to pay my, well, my, my student loans, trying to, you know, pay my phone bill, all of these things. And I was living off on my own. I had $50 a week to spend on groceries that's it wow. what do you think i'm gonna buy i damn sure i am buying no tofu that i can slice up or you know all of these things and people don't don't seem to to get that um there's a huge vegan movement here and and, and specifically in amsterdam and it's just a whole bunch of white women who honestly it's just a whole bunch of white women who who who, who go on instagram and share all these stupid posts like COVID-19 would not have been here if we didn't eat meat. I said, bitch, are you crazy? The like, death
2: tone deaf. Slow down.
1: Slow really? down. You yeah. don't know anything to even say that. Secondly, what, are you a doctor? How do you, we don't even know what COVID-19 really is. Like, how do you?
0: Right. <laughs> wow. I'm wow. okay. about it. <laughs> but My, yeah.
3: All that energy they have towards that, could you put it towards Black lives? Well,
2: we've seen, Brie, that some people find that posting something like environmentalist for Black Lives seems to be probably the trendy way to merge both of my passions together because I care about people of color, but also, like, I'm an environmentalist here. So, like, mm. I should stop being I, sarcastic about an it.
1: Environmentalist who cares more about trees than indigenous people and Black people who are, mm-hmm. I don't what know, I'm cutting them out. Right
2: they don't right get now. paid enough. It's important, but we are not talking about it right now. Do not try and all lives, all leaves matter. This issue. Did you say all leaves? I did.
1: That's the thing. That damn yes, now. Yeah. Trademark it.
2: <laughs> no, I haven't seen anyone say it, but I just oh. thought it was all lives and like don't don't try and merge the two issues to make it seem like. Just don't do it. You know what you're
3: doing. Like my try thing is just like, well, all you need to say is this. This is all you got to say, because this is what, what we read anyway. I hmm. don't really care that much about black lives.
0: But I do care about black dollars.
3: But I want, I, but I, want, I don't care about black lives, but I, and I only care about your opinion when it's negative. Just admit that to yourself, work through it, and stop posting all this BS like environmentalists for black lives or posting a black square so that you can learn like that's my thing like the seal y'all are supposed to be amplifying black voices and taking the time to learn but you didn't learn about equity hmm and all that time that you took to learn you didn't learn anything about equity
0: we have to just kind of wonder what the learning is uh what are
3: reading and watching uh, to
2: help it's who's leading oh
0: Oh, That's, that's
1: really what it is they're reading and they're watching and they're doing all of this stuff and i'm just like no do that later did 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 we learn about the holocaust as it was happening
0: or did we read
1: about Anne Frank years and years later right cut it cut it out cut it all the way out and, and do what you can to help something, to, to, help, to help put the fire out. Like, damn, like we're not even asking, like, thank you for all the semantics, but no, we don't need it. We don't want it. People are dying. Cheer and up. I think it's
2: yeah. interesting that the conversation very much turned into how can we make it right? How can we support you? When that question could have been asked from the beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there I a know? way that it can be made right by now? Or do you even care?
2: No, nope. I don't care. I said in a conversation with the CEO with the SIL, and I'm completely happy to share that conversation. That I a if having in the middle of the conversation said, I'm just going to spitball off the top of my head something that you could have done hmm. without us even teaching you to do it. You know that people like the three of us exist who are in the plant sphere. So knowing that you all sell plants, that most of the time don't survive when they get to people's homes. Maybe it's because they're going into pots without holes in the bottom. I don't know, just a thought. Hmm. Maybe if you're getting all these comments and reviews from people saying that they need help with their plants, it takes you no time at all to type in the comments, you know, we're happy to help you with your plant, reach out to our helpline. But if you want to support a Black-owned business right now or at any point, reach out to Monet, reach out to Brie, reach out to Mariah. Because if my rent is $1,100 a month, and I'm I'm charging 200 per client, and I have five clients. I just made my rent, and it took you two seconds to post me in a comment. Mm -hmm. That's just me spitballing, not off the top of my head. There was no think session. There was no round table. There was no docket of what we wanna plan out for Black History Month. That's literally just a thought. So it's not about what conversations are being had; it's who's leading these conversations. Mm -hmm. Because you could have asked me, and I would have totally recommended that three weeks ago. Mm
1: -hmm. So no, there's no way
2: that you can make it up now. Because you had the opportunity to do something right, and you chose not to.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You were lazy about it.
1: It's all a choice. It's always a choice. And I keep having this conversation with even some of my own Black counterparts, um who 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 got mad at me to, because i was just like i have no time to sit here and forgive you i don't care i don't care to be in your space i don't care to sit at your table i before before you discovered black people we were creating something great anyway
0: very so much I don't
1: so Care to sit there anymore like i'd, I'd never cared you know and, yeah. and, and you know like having having this conversation like Oh, we need to forgive them. That's your individual experience. No, I don't, you know, like, Oh, you know, maybe you can work something out in the future. Not interested. Like that's the thing. And I told the that from the very beginning, when they called me a black uh, influencer, whatever, I said, you have to understand that we have never cared to be in your space. Didn't ask. We never asked for any of this.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Asked to be, sitting up in in, in the Sills, you know, uh, 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 Instagram timeline, you know, I would tag you guys and things. So, you know, change up the algorithm and and point you to more black faces. But, Mm. you know, to to do that and, and not even pay me for it, even though I know for a fact that you pay these white people who you like to tag and, and, and collaborate with. I won't even say his name, but I know who, we know who he is, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. And so, so when you're posting, when you in my in my inbox saying, can I post this? Can I do this? That means, can I use your content? Can I use you to, to empower me? And that, not, nothing changed, not before the movement, not after. Nothing has changed, so I don't care.
0: And
2: yeah. it's to differentiate between, is this a good opportunity that's going to propel me and my brand forward and the people that come on to follow me or to work with me or come to my workshop. Now I'm bringing them into my space. I'm so happy that you're here. And so I get really excited for those opportunities. Absolutely, you can post me. But now there's the added layer of, mm-hmm. oh no, so you wanna profit off of the, all of the work that I've done. And not only is my work fine, you're also taking it because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. And wow. Additionally, I will say that I have the added layer of people wanting to find a Black woman that they can post on their page, but just passing enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If we're going to have the colorism conversation, we can also have that cool. one too, because I'm fully aware that there are other plant doctors and stylists, et cetera, that do exactly what I do. And you're asking me questions about gardening. I don't work in a garden. When have you ever seen me in a garden? But I can point you in the direction of someone with darker skin who is doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Right, and for those of you who have not seen Mariah, Mariah is giving us kind of like a, a swirly vibe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but she is very much like, I'm black out here, all right? Um, very much. It doesn't need to
2: be proven here. either. It doesn't, oh, by the way, I'm black. It's, it's not about that for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's who I am in this space, the space that I have created. You can right. call me black, white, mulatto, mix, whatever. But if right. you're going to support me, support me. Yeah. And that's it. But I'm also going yeah. to because I have that added luxury if you will that is passing I'm going to also bring up my brothers and sisters that do not have that privilege as well so don't get it twisted when you think that you're just getting the black girl that's just hitting all checking all the boxes
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it's um, it was mentioned I believe as we spoke earlier that you could be recognized I mean specifically talking about Black women and some of the things that we've been recognized for, and it's like, hey, that was dope what she did as a black woman instead of just saying this woman, this person did a very remarkable thing, and it's just about that um the the tone the tide the 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 narrative has kind of like shifted around over these past few weeks ever since you know there you know white people have become More kind of engaged in what black people are doing and and the struggles of black people or whatever. But, you know, like we said, it's already been happening. uh, And whether they are involved or not, we still have to sustain. We still have to take care of ourselves. We're still going to be creating businesses. We're still going to be influencing the culture, like, period. Um, And just going back to authenticity. You know, and the cussing and all that other kind of stuff and the nails or whatever. It's like there's a respectability politics that we are all aware of where you're, we're, we're conditioned to think that if we show up in this way, we speak this way, uh, present or whatever in this way, that we should be respected. But really, it should just be a I get to be authentically me. No matter how I speak, no matter how good my English is, or you know how my hair is looking, what color it is, whatever, if I'm out here with my 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 business and i'm and I'm doing this and I'm doing something you know at a at a remarkable level, then just let it be that instead mm-hmm. of trying to force me to assimilate to whatever this colonized standard is
3: or we're so, also like on that note like. I feel like personally with me, I look cool, like especially if my hair is like green or pink. So it's like, mm-hmm. I also don't want to be chosen because I look cool. Like, I'll that, yeah. Because mm. I feel like there's a lot of that too, where it's like, either we, we really like you because you're a respectable black woman. Or, oh my God, her hair is pink, she's funny. Did you hear that joke she just told? That's hilarious. Like, we definitely want her. Yeah. It's like they don't know how to exist with, in just like a real person's existence. You know what I mean? It just has um, to always be like, well, she's either very respectable or she's so out there like- She's quirky. Wow. Yeah. That, that's so cool. I could never do that. I could never pull that off. And because I could never pull that off, I see something in you that I don't see in myself and that's why I'm attracted to it. And I have an issue with oh. that too.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I wow. have to say it all the time, like, sometimes people reach out to me like, yeah, you're so cool. I'm like, what? You don't even know me. I could be a horrible person, but whatever. Um, you can't, it, it's such a frustrating thing. Um, I will say, though, like, of course, I'm in Amsterdam. Like I said, um, there has been a, a lot of people who, who, who supported me. But interestingly enough, it's not actually because I'm Black. Um, I don't have that same kind of, how do I say, leverage here. <laughs> um, you know, more so, people look at me and they're like, "Oh, you're American." I'm like, "Whatever that means." Um, <laughs> rather than you're a black person who's here. Um, oh, okay, one hundred percent. You could be exactly. black from anywhere, technically. Exactly, but that—that's the thing. Um, You know, racism 100% exists here institutionally. The media is crazy. Everything is like really, really crazy here. Um, But because it's such a diverse place, it's not really about that all the time. And I tell people uh when I even black people here like I feel almost inferior to black people here because they're much closer to their blackness than I could ever be like you know you ask a black girl where she's from she's gonna tell you the country you ask me I'm gonna say New York and it's a very big difference um so I don't even think people like kind of fetishize me over like my blackness but more (laughs) so that um one I only speak English um, and I can kind of relate to this, like, again, expat culture, um, while still like mildly checking off this minority box because most white people here are Dutch. They speak Dutch. Um, and most people who are immigrants don't really understand or, or can fully acclimate into Dutch culture. It's very strange. Um, so, so yeah, so I it's like a weird kind of tokenism. Um, and when I had mentioned that, there is like no uh, uh, and I stopped using POC at this point black. There are no I said POC. I said it. I said there are no POC um, uh, uh, Plant shops in Europe, not the UK. There's a woman in the UK. She's amazing. But in Europe. And right. I had these boxes. There's zero, Girl zero and people were, like, kind of second-guessing me as if they didn't understand that Blackness is a real thing here, you know? Like, oh just God. because you never notice does not mean that that's not my experience. I go to plant shop to plant shop. I'm Every freaking country I've been here since I've moved here, I go to at least three, four plant shops, all white people. You yeah. Know, I'm on Instagram. I'm looking. I'm texting. I'm, I, I even know a plant shop in Grenada before I know one in Italy. hmm and Italy is six hours away, and I had a lot of people like, "Oh well, you know, there's um, there's a Hispanic woman in 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 the Hague," and I said, "Oh, oh wait, the the thing that got me, she was like, she's she's in the Hague, uh, uh but um, she doesn't always communicate it."
3: What is that? What is that?
1: She doesn't always. She's not always able to communicate the fact that she is. They don't of, of color and then I had another person saying oh well there's a woman uh, over here who's Moroccan and Dutch I, but is she black though you know that's what I just asked <laughs> to...
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: now it's just blackity black like now I'm just like yeah find a black owned plant shop and then I'll wait
0: well
3: she better not be from Spain because that's not I what you talk know, about either. I don't know where
1: she's from I, and the thing is I know her and, and she, you know, I feel like as, as POCs or as Black people, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. if I'm working with another Black person, you're going to know I'm Black. And you're going to know that I know you're Black, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's it just what what it give it. that. Yeah. but and that's just what it is. That's just the relationship that we have just because.
0: So uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Black-owned Plant Shop because we need to make sure, we're about to wrap up, y'all. We need to make sure before we do that, that everyone is very clear on the Black-owned plant shop that will be opening very soon, right? Yeah. And how we can support it.
1: Yeah, we we shall see uh, in November. It should be open. Um, Yeah, just trying to spice things up here. I'm just sick of the white people. I I just say it like it is. Like, I'm just, there's no, there's spaces for Black people here. And I love Mm -hmm. it, but there's not enough. You know, there's not a healing space right. for black people. There's not like, mm. you know, when, when black people get together, we party, we drink, we dance, you know, we see art and, and culture and photography and all that beautiful stuff, fashion. Um, but when it comes to actually healing ourselves, healing, like, you know, there's obviously people are so attracted to well being within plants and, and black people, you know, we, we need it more than anybody at this point. Um, yeah. Especially. And, you know, like we need our space, like to have like black yoga teachers or like just just black people. God damn, like, <laughs> I know we're here. Yeah. We're here. We need
0: to see ourselves in these positions so that we can associate ourselves with those forms of practice of mm-hmm. wellness. You know what I mean? That that is at the utmost. So when you when you're talking about wellness, it makes me think of a lot of the the content that we see from you, Brie, on your uh mm-hmm. On your Instagram you're always sharing these really inspirational very very authentic very real kind of um, stories and anecdotes captions whatever you want to call them uh, but you're always emphasizing wellness and I understand that you have a theme for what it is that you're trying to do like it's not so much I just want to be like you said posting pretty pictures or even doing business What is the common goal? Like you mentioned this. I'm trying to get at that. I want you to just like say this for the people. What is it? What is your main motivation? That's what I'm trying to ask.
3: My main motivation from starting Ear Garden is that I want it for black people to feel comfortable in their space. That's it. Like one of our, I feel like one of our only safe spaces is in our home. Yeah. Now.
0: As much as possible, because we know we can get ran up on.
3: And so, and I feel like everything starts with the home. Every single thing that you do starts with your home. If you, if my house is clean and it's organized and my plants are flourishing and smells good, I feel good going out in the world. And so I felt like plants were the most accessible way that Black people could feel good in their homes. And I didn't realize that until I got into plants. So I want Black people to feel good my medium is plants. Mm. It In 10 years, it could I, be do that. I don't know, but yeah. if I, you know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, it probably will still be plants, but I just, it that's, I'm really passionate about that. And it happens to be that I'm able to express that through plants. I love plants to death. I want them to be accessible to black people because I want them, I want, and I, and I'm not just talking about like rare plants and beautiful homes in New York and or like you know what I mean in Georgia and you're these ranch style yeah b- you know I'm not talking about that I mean in in Kirkwood flats yeah with your one piece lily I want you to feel good with that you know yeah. and so that's why I started your garden because I was like you know what I'm about to bring plants to parties I'm about to bring plants to events and oh. start- that's what I was doing yeah PBR like you want to do this event. Yes. I'm bringing plants to this event. I surely am. And that's so it. that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I, you know, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's it. That's my goal. That's my why. And, uh, that's why I do what I do.
0: You're dope. We appreciate you. We lift you up because we don't give each other enough credit. So this is what I'm going to ask in the, in the name of that. Mariah lift up brie right quick say say something about her tell us a few reasons why you think she's dope Uh,
2: just a few i can't get all of (laughs) this
0: let's lift let's lift each other up and and then we'll we'll wrap the whole thing up
2: brie is the epitome of what it means to have a goal and to see it through from beginning and to end before even lifting a finger Mm. she is capable of seeing the bigger picture and knowing how to get from one place to another and all of the distractions and the, the things that might get in the way of getting there. Those are not things that stop her. Those are things that motivate her. And I find that so empowering and I, even comforting because we're existing in the same space and doing such similar things in different places. And it's, she serves as a constant reminder to me of what it means to be yourself and move and navigate through these places that were not meant for us and to make it and black. That's what grief is.
0: Go off. That's, That's why we are crying go. on this call. No, it's literally like, y'all, look, this, this is happening right here. So <laughs> what?
2: But clearly, you like, my thing me. is, though, like, there's no way I could have just said that, like, if I didn't mean it, like, I've obviously thought about this. There's a reason that I enjoy working with you, Brie. Like I, all the things that I just said, I have thought about and anytime an opportunity comes up and there's a space for another person, like, all right, cool. And even if there's not a space for another person, like, actually, I'm not really good with X, Y, and Z. Let me hit up for you.
3: Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, Visionary. Well, I'm so grateful for that. Honestly, that was very affirming. Cause I'd be struggling sometimes because I am such a, like a,
0: multi-passionate
3: type of person. And I'm like, okay, Brianna, you just have to like, and but what, so while we're on the subject, that's one of the reasons why I'm very grateful for Mariah because she's like, all right, took all that in. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, um, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. And then watching her journey has been amazing. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. And seeing a black woman in New York, where in New York there's so much, and I don't like to use this word, competition. But mm-hmm. to be a black woman be like, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to be um, anyone, anything that anybody wants me to be. This is what I'm here for. This is what I want to do. Um, and to see her achieve that is like a sp- inspiring. And also, there's so many people in Atlanta, like one of my friends, you don't know this, her name is Sammy, but she does interviews. And one day she was like, what young black person would you like for me to interview? And I was like looking at it, and people are like saying your name, and I was like, "That's so dope." In Atlanta, people mm-hmm. know she is because she's doing dope things, and you're inspiring people. And I just feel like that's it's amazing. And you're unapologetic. You like, um, like when I even like when I'm looking at your Instagram, you're not playing with these people. That's my favorite part. The
0: unapologetic, <laughs> you're really with these people. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I
2: will say I'm. I'm very, I'm grateful for those words. They mean a lot to me. I will say, I'm, and I think you'll hear me in the way that I say this is not as ungrateful. But I think time and time again, I'm often recognized as the person that is propelled into these spaces and done the New York Times, Good Morning America, et cetera, all of those big things, which is great. I didn't help anyone by doing those things. I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I, I didn't make any real meaningful change by doing that. White people just decided to give me recognition for my work. That's what that means. I didn't put any plants into schools yet. I, I got validation in white spaces, but I, I haven't even started to begin doing the change that I wanna do. But my journey was to break it through these white spaces and get the validation that they like to tokenize. And now I can move through whatever spaces I want. It's chess.
3: Tactical, come on.
0: That's it. The strategy, you know, vision, uh, it, that's just, and you know, that's how, that is, that is another element of how we have to move and how we have to think and strategize. Like as a black woman, you can't not be a visionary on some level in order to survive. Yeah, you, you can't got and we're gonna take take those things
2: that they body. think as take all those things they think as meaningful and as validating. And sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them and I'm grateful for them, but I'm not those don't define me. That's not something I'm going into a public school to do a workshop to tell them. By the way, I was in the New York Times in case that's not that doesn't match my identity i started greenpeace to make plants affordable and accessible to everyone i don't think i've done that yet i don't think i've scratched the surface i have not done that
0: listen you will
1: you will do it definitely I'm
2: Working on it i'm working on i have literally i can officially say i've checked the boxes of yep. the recognition and now i can say hey i'm going to x y and z school and i want to do this donation i would like for you to sponsor it by the way because this well. is who i am and- what I've done, you gave me this validation. Remember, you said mm. that I was keep doing this. So now it's time for fuck you, okay. pay me.
0: Let's go, let's go. So now I am going to uh, give some kind words and uplift Monet, and I guess we'll just round it out, and she'll just come back around to me because I, I like I like <laughs> nice words. But yo, first of all, when I first saw you, I was like queen, just like the the regality of it all. The was- reality regality reality. it was breathtaking <laughs> <Looking for> it. <laughs> i was just like this this melanated statue of excellence on my screen what is going on right here and then like i i didn't get all the tea i'm just talking about just from looking yeah. i didn't i didn't even know you that well until just a few weeks ago when we had more conversations as we were you know trying to get <laughs> that's right regality um but just and then to really get to know like the layers and the levels and the blackness and the, the interviews and everything. I'm just, the way that you talk about your mom and the way that she ingrained all of that in you and the way that you carry it, that's it. Chin always up. So I salute you, Monet, for being fearless, okay? Going out and saying, I'ma get to Amsterdam and I'ma be real black out there. Period. Because that's just me. That's just me. Absolutely. So, I salute Absolutely. you. Thank and I you. salute Mariah and I salute Brie because y'all are dope. Like, y'all, I'm thrilled to be having this conversation and y'all inspire me. No, in which We're you're doing is like. like,
3: everyone, you're highlighting black voices in a, in a green space. When mm.
0: is that been done? I'm, when? Because I, I, I just want to tell our stories.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is my medium is
0: storytelling.
1: I love it. I love it. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna salute everybody um, if we have the time because I'm last. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, let's start with Cola. Let's start with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, bringing when when I started this when I started this as an idea, you know, um, a lot of I got a lot of backlash specifically from the black community. Like, I wanted to start as like this black radical person who just wanted to go out and and you know and, 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 and farm and, and, and get my hands dirty. And a lot of the time you would hear like, what? No, ew, why? Why would you want to no, do I'm that? Honestly, I ain't a slave. I've heard it all before. But yeah. honestly, to, for you to highlight how liberating it is to be Black and to be in the garden and to be on a farm and to do all of these things for our community, you know, really, I mean, for somebody who may still be in that kind of, um, now, I mean, you have Instagram, you have all of these places and spaces and people, and, you know, you have all of these amazing Instagram accounts, but, you know, there is still a lot of decolonization that we need to do within our own minds. And to hear Mm. this and to hear like other Black people talking about something that they are loving and so passionate about specifically in green spaces is just such, I wish I would have heard that when I was just starting. I wish I would have heard all of these amazing careers and didn't have to do that myself or find these people or still try to find these people. Like you're doing that work and you're showing us that we can be great. You're showing like the next people that we can be great. You're showing our peers, people who are older than us, people who are way younger than us, that we can be great in these green spaces. Because when you go out into the world and you wanna do um, an internship at a botanical garden, you're not gonna see yourself. But when you hear, when you hear about us, you're gonna know that what you're doing, you're, we're here and we're always gonna be here. Just because we may not be like in the same space at the moment, we're here. So I, I just love it so much. Um, I've even like met people or just like finding out like, this exists, like what, yeah. isn't it a black person doing it? You know, like, mm-hmm. come on now, come on. Um, we have stories to tell. It, it's so many of like, okay. Yeah, I can keep going. So Brie, 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 I mean, your smile is just like just makes my day. It just like there it is again, guys. Everything is actually gonna be fine. It's lit. Um, <laughs> it's lit. So like it just rem- it reminds me of everything so great. Like I I don't know. You probably hear this all the time, but it just it, it just really just reminds me of everything great. And then you do it with a plant, and I'm just like. You know, even though they didn't pay my invoice, it's going to be okay because like there's happiness still and there's happiness in this world and it's just we're going to be all right. And I think that like your whole I, I, like, like you know, w- what you're doing for the wellness community, specifically Black and queer wellness community. Um, that too. It's so important. It's so important to, to see you to see you being great and as well as like not doing it for you and genuinely like you know that when you come to 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 breathe space, that she does this for everybody who who bangs with her. You know, she's she's gonna do, be out here for you, and all you need to do is respect her and pay her. That's it, basic, basic things.
0: It's real basic, <laughs> and,
1: and her dad unapologetic.
0: It's unapologetic, it's it's <laughs> yes, like, I mean, yeah, please, <laughs> like, Can like, we just literally- say. Can I just shout out your dad, Bree? because you know I stand for your dad. Like ever since I first, ever since you first dropped that gym one time when you was talking about something he said, I was just like, damn, that, hold mm-hmm. up. Now I need to reevaluate some things. And I've been standing for your dad ever since. So Thank tell you. him I said, hey.
1: And yes, of course, last but not least, Mariah, I mean, I'm actually sad that we didn't cross paths right before I left New York. I was like, oh.
2: I didn't even know you were in New York till 20 minutes ago.
1: So I grew up yeah.
2: there. <laughs> we are discovering. All
1: those, uh, the companies, I won't mention, because they never, whatever. Um, I, I worked at Greenery before Greenery was Greenery. I worked at Chelsea Garden before Chelsea. So I was just like, how have I never, maybe I was, maybe I was just like so sick of New York, like I stopped looking at people at a certain time. <laughs> you know, I was just like, how did I not, how did we not cross paths? But I'm happy, like, and and then the thing is, like, you also have a mutual friend of mine, uh, V, Vic, is one of my best friends, uh, partner, so I was just like, how have we never crossed paths? Like, this is crazy, um, but yeah, I mean, I just think what you're doing is amazing, and just, like, to be in these, like, spaces and again just be like your authentic self so when people are like you know follow Greenpeace, you're not gonna get some some whitewash what what people think that you know who you are because of the places and the spaces that you're in you're gonna get me you know and you know it's just like take it or leave it and i always love that about like the way that you communicated uh uh, through um your own story as well as like when you were before COVID, you know, when you were working around, I was sick, you know, like being honest, like this shit is not easy. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I'm gracefully going through the world while trying to be a plant business owner, trying to create a space that doesn't even exist for me, exists for people like me. And I'm not gonna make it seem like I'm just like walking on roses. So I always love that because people always see like my, my regality, and they think that you know, like I, I just have all of this time and like all of this like energy. Like, no. Actually, today I can't think and today I'm not answering your email. I'm so, yeah. I'm
2: <laughs> so I'm tired. I'm <laughs> tired. You just made the really good point that we don't even thank you. Thank you for everything you oh just my said. Gosh, no, it's not fine. Me. But you made the really good point of not only are we, I think white people have the luxury of entering into these spaces and being great. We have to build the space and oh. then be 10 times as great.
1: 10 times so, as great and equally as like uh, uh, diminished at the same time, like, oh, where did you go to school? How do you know all of this?
2: You know big words.
1: It. I read about it. Like, <laughs> you know, that. that kind of thing that
2: they don't have to get.
3: Mm-mm-mm. Right.
2: So right. the first year of building my business was creating
0: the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we, okay. Ooh, child. I mean, y'all, it's, it's y'all, y'all take the floor. I can wrap this whenever (laughs) y'all ready to wrap. I love
2: you, but if we talk in self-care, I need to eat.
0: Yeah, she needs to (laughs) eat. Bree, Bree, closing remarks. Ready? Um, Mariah got to eat. Everyone wear a mask, please.
3: (laughs) Please. Boom, boom. And please stay hydrated. I'm just going to end this note with, please just get your
0: gallon of water per day in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? She says that as she is lifting the gal, go ahead and drink it. She's lifting the gallon <laughs> of water to her lips, and she has been. That's why I said intentionally hydrated the whole time. It comes through, and and just to add to Bree, the the lifting you up and listen, you always look hydrated though. Like in your pictures, that's why you be looking like so refreshed, and and the mist is popping, and the the melanin is is doing the same, and we're all just out here like. Girl, give us a break sometimes. But Bri, what like like water, 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 the urban decay setting spray? <laughs> okay, what, what there was
3: overlap? What's <laughs> the water and it's the urban decay setting spray? So mm. said, I'm,
2: I'm just going to
0: come gonna on ad.
3: <laughs>
0: What's that, Mariah?
2: Come on, hashtag ad. No, but Bree tweeted one time, how are you watering your plants and not yourself? Like and I was like, Oh, this is my second iced coffee.
0: How you go away when you ain't right within? Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh use- come again. We We're gonna close on it. Now look, everybody just shout out your 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 handles or whatever you want people to know, your your uh what do we call them things? Fresh Website at- <laughs> at- I don't care, whatever you want, whatever you want people to know. It's 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 not one of those big up kind of things. It's just like whatever Breonna you want to say. What's Breonna that? Brianna Taylor
2: Brianna Taylor. Taylor. Taylor.
0: Can we please arrest uh the cops that murdered her because as we're having this conversation right now it has not happened yet
1: or they're eating breakfast that's what i'd like
2: to end with i would like to end with brianna taylor you can find my instagram online
0: boom here we go i think we can all agree that we should conclude this with uh an arrest what like three arrests that would would be be fantastic so love light and soil you all and let's arrest those motherfuckers Please, ASAP. As Mariah would say, that's it. That's the show. We're done. We have said so much, and I'm not going to hold you any longer. I appreciate you for tuning in on such a poignant note. I will just say we'll close out that way and check the show notes for any additional information that is relevant to this conversation this week. Love, light, and soil.